0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and carried them all away so will it be also at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be out in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one will be left. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this, if the master of the house had known the hour of night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake, And not let his house be broken into. So, too, you also must be prepared, for at an hour you do not expect, the Son of Man will come. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: The Lord be with you. Almost hard to believe we're already. In Advent right and Christmas is just around the corner I imagine many of you over the Thanksgiving break after the turkeys cleared away and well, maybe the next day you started pulling out some Christmas decorations uh, Father Richard did take care of the rectory so it's got a tree and all the trimmings the Christmas season that we are approaching is always preceded by the beautiful, quiet season of Advent, where we're invited to make our hearts ready to receive our Lord. I have a little piece of artwork today for uh, this Mass, uh, the sermon. And uh, it's kind of, Christmas isn't always, a, in, let's say, an image that when it's painted, shows all of the depths of the theology behind what it meant for Christ to become one of us and when you look at a painting you often just see Mary Joseph Jesus and a few animals and it's basically it is what it is. But the the artist I want to use today his name is Lorenzo Lotto and he painted during the Renaissance. I never once studied him uh, when I studied art. He was sort of a forgotten figure because he lived at the same time as the greats like Raphael. And so you really couldn't get a job in Rome or Venice or Florence at that time if you weren't Raphael or Michelangelo and great artists were sort of on the periphery and and that was what happened to Lorenzo Lotto. And so he painted this image of Christmas and as I was researching recently just some of the artwork I I stopped at his painting because I realized. There's a lot hidden here. It's more than just Jesus, Mary, Joseph in the stable. So I want to kind of dive into what more is there because this painting really shows us the theology and the beauty of Christmas. So if we look at Jesus in the manger, he's lying on a manger that has a white cloth and that cloth that Lotto painted is the cloth of an altar just like the white cloths that we have here on our altar. Bethlehem is in its original meaning. The name means house of bread. And Jesus coming and being laid in a manger, a place where animals come to be fed. There's a symbolism there that Loto placed next to the manger. You see a little bag, a white bag that's full of bread and a a little cask that's full of wine. If you think of our Catholic mass, we will receive the Eucharist, the bread and the wine. That's a gift. Every Mass is like a little Christmas that happens. Now, there's, there's uh, another reason when we look at Jesus that we can see his arms wide open. There's, there's two reasons for that. And they're both very beautiful. The first reason is he's a, he's a child. And he wants his mother to hold him. Every child wants their mom to hold them. But this isn't just any child. This is God. And God has his arms open to Mary. He wants Mary to pick him up. The beauty of Christmas is it's not so much something we wanted. But it's something God wants. God wants Christmas. He wants to come to earth to be in a relationship with us. No matter what our past has been, whatever sins we've maybe committed, whoever we are, God wants to be in a relationship with you. And how beautifully is expressed in this little child that wants its mother to hold him. Jesus wants you today to accept his embrace. The second meaning of Jesus' is arms wide open, we we will understand when we read from Philippians, one of Paul's letters a beautiful letter and he has this in chapter 2 this is a hymn he writes jesus although he was in the form of god did not consider being equal to god something to be grasped we can just pause there for a moment jesus before he became flesh he was with god but he didn't hold on to that in a way that kept him from doing something beautiful which was the father's will and that phrase ends that Jesus became obedient to the Father, obedient even unto death. Jesus came to die for us. So we would know we were loved and we were saved. And that's why for Lotho, he painted something. If you look at the image, you'll notice there's a crucifix on the corner of the house. And I don't think Mary and Joseph brought that with them, right, on the way to Bethlehem and hung it there. That, wouldn't be right it would actually be almost awful to think about but our Christian homes today have a cross or a crucifix and if you look at Jesus together on the cross with the manger Jesus with his arms open the symbolism of Jesus arms open is that he came out of love to embrace us and also to die on the cross for us now if we zoom out a little bit the first thing I noticed about the painting was the ladder and in the background of the ladder, this symbolizes something from the Old Testament. Remember the ladder, uh, Jacob's ladder? Right? It's a dream Jacob had where he saw the heavens opened and the angels descending and ascending. The ladder symbolized God's way of coming to earth to send his blessings. It's not that it was a ladder that we built rung by rung up to heaven kind of what they were doing in the Tower of Babel, right? But it's the reverse. It's God lowering the the ladder to the earth. And that ladder in the Old Testament becomes real in the person of Jesus. But how did that happen? It was through Mary who said yes to give Jesus human life and birth. That's why the ladder passes through her figure. And that is why Christians from the beginning have honored Mary with beautiful titles and honored her because if it wasn't for our mother, Mary, we wouldn't have received our Savior. So we thank Mary and we honor her. That's what Christians have always done. There's also a symbolism in the two turtle doves that are in the corner. You can barely see them. There's not many animals, but he puts the turtle doves there. And for anyone in the Renaissance, there was was a beautiful symbolism of turtle doves. They were a symbol of faithful love. I don't know if it's true or not, but what they believed back then was that a turtle dove, when it finds a mate, they are together for life. If one of them dies, the turtle dove doesn't get another mate. They don't look for another one. They're faithful to their first love. And so the image of the turtle dove is a reminder that God is faithful to us, his first love, even if we are not faithful to him. The whole story of the Old Testament is God making a covenant and then another covenant and another covenant, and we kept breaking those covenants because of sin, and yet God didn't give up. He sent his son for the new covenant. God is faithful even if we aren't. Now Lorenzo Lotto liked to sign his artwork, so he did sign it in the bottom right-hand corner. You'll see what looks like a few bricks there or a piece of wood, and if we get up close to that, we notice that it's—it's it's actually a mouse trap. Maybe Joseph put it there to clean up the stable. I don't know, but it was a mouse trap that's there, and Lorenzo signs his name in Latin. There's a symbolism in the mouse trap. The birth of Jesus, his becoming one of us to die on the cross, was a trap for the devil, for the evil one. Jesus, who as the second person of the Trinity was almighty and all-powerful, who becomes a weak human being, And the devil takes his opportunity to get Judas to betray him, to get the Pharisees and the high priest to reject him, to hand him over to the authorities, and Pilate and Herod have their way with him. and Jesus is murdered on a cross, and the devil and the fallen angels were having a party, thinking they had won, and they fell right into the trap that by his death we would be saved. Kind of a beautiful image. It's just a little mousetrap, but it says so much about our faith. And so, my brothers and sisters, to kind of bring this together, Jesus' is coming to earth changes the course of history, changed the world, and it's changed each one of our lives. We're sitting here today because of what happened 2,000 years ago, and today Jesus continues to change the world and to make all things new. Your lives are better because of Jesus. Your marriages are better. Your future is brighter. Salvation is real because of what Jesus did for us. So now we can do something for him to prepare our heart this Lent, or sorry, Advent. (laughs) I'm getting way ahead of myself, aren't I? (laughs) To prepare our hearts this Advent to receive him. Even if your heart is just a little Bethlehem, a little stable, it doesn't seem like much, God doesn't ask much. He asks for a yes. A loving open heart that does the best you can with the time that you're given. God wants to be with you. God wants to love you. All it takes is a yes and each one of us here said yes this morning in the rain. Coming through our parking lot up the hill you made it you said yes today. Let's make a habit of saying yes for these four weeks so that we can truly sing with all the saints in heaven the glory to God when our Lord comes at Christmas. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.